0: From the Madison Metropolitan School District, this is Lead to Liberate, a podcast documenting stories of inspiration, growth, and empowerment across our schools. Hello, and welcome back to Lead to Liberate. I am Dr. Carlton D. Jenkins, a very proud superintendent of Madison Metropolitan School District, and we really do appreciate everybody choosing to listen in at our podcast, each week we're bringing it to you real. We're going behind the scenes, cutting under the layers that haven't been talked about. What are the challenges? What are the opportunities? And we're bringing real people from MMSD, and we want to know why did they choose MMSD? And we're gonna to talk to them about their hopes, their aspiration for our children, for our community, yes, and what it is that they wanna leave as their legacy. Today, I am so proud to have with us, our one and only, our former state superintendent, the individual that was leading us through the pandemic in many ways. She worked on a local level, state level, on a national and a global level, really trying to make it happen in this historic pandemic. Recently retired, and now she's joining us today in MMSD for a conversation on lead to liberate. Yes, very proud to have with us Ms. Carolyn Stanford Taylor the individual that's led us through this pandemic and now joining MMSD. How are you, Ms. Stanford-Taylor?
1: I am wonderful, thank you. So great to be here with you today.
0: Oh, we're so glad to have you here. And really, we have you here for us, but we also have you here for the community because individuals wanna know what would make Mrs. Carolyn Stanford-Taylor, longtime district employee, led the state, the most celebrated African-American in Wisconsin's history come to MMSD. Tell us, why, why are you really here?
1: Well, I am MMSD proud. This is where my career began. I started as a teacher with MMSD, moved on to become an administrator here, spent 21 years here before moving to the state level as assistant state superintendent for 17 and a half years and then as state superintendent for two and a half years. So when I had the opportunity to come back and to give back I accept it readily. Wow,
0: that's that's really interesting to me because I was sitting there with the big five superintendents and we had some challenging things to do uh, during the pandemic. And one of the things that was really challenging about how do we not just look at ourselves as individual districts, but how do we come together? And there she goes, this is Carolyn Stanford Taylor. She created a space for us to begin to collaborate, and we've been doing that collaboration right now as the big five superintendents. Tell me, how's that gonna play out in our district? You're known for collaborating, you're known for bringing different groups together. Your new title here, Deputy Superintendent of Diversity, Equity and Inclusion. So what does that mean here in MMSD?
1: This gives me an opportunity for all of those things that I did at the state, and for all of the experiences that I brought to the state to use those at a local level. When you're at the state level, you're talking broadly because districts vary throughout our state. And as you mentioned, bringing the big five superintendents together was one of my legacy uh, things that I will always treasure. Because I saw a collaboration with those five who had so much in common. Being a state superintendent is a lonely job, right? You're at the top. Everything comes to you. Everything rests with you. Decisions made rest with you, and so to bring them together with people who have like challenges because we know those big five districts have so much in common. You have the majority of our students of color, majority of our students with disabilities, our English language students, and so why not create a space for you all to have those conversations about strategies that are working for you or challenges that you are having and be able to collaborate around those and i'm so happy to hear that that continues past my term as state superintendent
0: well that's awesome and definitely it's going to continue past your legacy there at the state but right now in our district we know we have historical historical opportunities for our black and our brown students our students who are receiving special needs services, our students from poverty, our indigenous students. We just have so many historical challenges here in Madison. And we know that if we're truly gonna be about disrupting what has happened, we need to use some of your skill set and engage in our families. Can you tell me a little bit about that? What's your intent? Because really, truly, we need our families and our community in our schools and our schools with our families and in our community.
1: Well, let me just say first, Dr. Jenkins, I was so pleased when you accepted the invitation to become the superintendent of Madison schools. I think in a lot of ways we're like thinkers. One of the areas that you and I I both agreed upon early was around early literacy and beginning in the early stages so that we create a solid foundation for our students so that we're not pouring money in at the back end. We're investing in our students at the very beginning. So those things we agreed upon, and I see your work in terms of the literacy and how you've created collaborations with others around literacy to lift that up, to train our educators around that, and that's going to pay dividends in the end. The other area is around family, youth, voice. And this was one of the things, as a principal, when we used to do action research, one of my early research uh, topics was around parent involvement at the time, is what we called it. And my questioning was, what does that mean, or is it parent engagement? So before this, really, this term of engagement really started, it was one of my wonderings. And what does that mean to be engaged? And how do we bring those stakeholders into the educational environment and value what they bring to the table? Because we know that our families are our first teachers of our students. They have valuable information to share with us and that we need them to be partners in this enterprise. And I know oftentimes we get so busy with what we're doing day to day that we don't take the time to bring families with us. We don't listen enough to our youth about where they want to go and to let them lead. And we had a brilliant example of that just a couple of weeks ago. We put together a youth summit, the first of its kind in which it was conceived, organized, and facilitated by our high school youth. Phenomenal youth who, from beginning to end, right down to inviting the speakers that they wanted to have at this event. There were more than 100 students present, and I can tell you from the students who came from other areas, like Verona, who enjoyed the opportunity that these students laid out for them, The speakers that were invited to this opportunity on topics that they felt were relevant to them. Options beyond high school, finance, what do we do with that money, how do we grow, how do we keep it, Uh, restorative justice, mental health. These were topics that they chose. We listened to the voices of those students and they facilitated and they went back to their peers who weren't able to attend to say, hey, this is what happened. You should have been there. Next time, you're there.
0: Wow, that's awesome. And I tell you, Ms. Stanford Taylor, we could listen to you all day talk about the work that you're doing here and what you plan to do. Recently, we were notified that we have over 560 perfect AP scores. When you look at our high schools, so much going on with our schools. Schools being just tops in the state tops in the county. When we look at our elementary look at our middle schools. We know that we have some outstanding teaching and learning going on have one of the best staffs in the country. But yet we still have these disparities and these disparities here in the state of Wisconsin on the recent Nate results we're number one again and not only just number one but the next closest state, uh, we had 37% in terms of our disparities, the next closest state had 18%. So now when we think about including these families, you know, we're really excited about this Mm -hmm. too, right? Mm -hmm. Because we know we have to do this. This thing called the village builders. Uh, We talk about staffing shortages. Talk to us a little bit about this.
1: And actually, Dr. Jenkins started this thinking in terms of can we get, people from the community into our schools, working with our our children. We thought about the pandemic and what happened with our families and our students during that time with them being disconnected and bringing them back into a school environment, which they'd been absent from for almost two years. There were some in and outs, but mostly uh, being absent. And how did that adjustment, or how did we see that adjustment happening so that students could maximize their engagement. And so we know just by child development the things that happen at certain times during a student's life. But looking at our students who had not had a normalized school experience over the last couple of years, how are we bringing them back and how are we tending to their social, emotional, and mental well-being? And so we came up with this idea of bringing people from the community who are advocates for our public schools, who are in working with our kids, volunteering and doing that kind of work, bringing them in on a regular basis as a village builder. And so at the elementary level, we have people who go into the schools who work with students around their readiness. It's that warm, nurturing individual who can help students process their emotions and whatever it is that they bring with them that morning to get them ready to engage in what's happening in the classroom so that we don't have students absent from that environment. And then at the high school level, we created positions that are called student engagement specialists. And those folks will work across transition points because we know that we lose many of our students at that high school transition. much of what we're talking about is about relationships. It comes back to relationships. And we know in the early stages, I always say that kindergarten teachers got it right. It's that carpet. When you bring mm. kids around the carpet, yes. when you can help them see that they belong in that environment and they talk about what happened and my baby brother that was born and my folks went on this trip or grandpa, grandma came to visit, those kinds of things help to build community. And so, we have to bring more of that back into the schools where students do believe that the adults in that space are there for them. These are trusted adults that they can go to no matter what's going on in their lives. And so at the middle school and high school level, we have these student engagement specialists which go across from high school to middle schools and they spend a great amount of time with those students building those relationships creating mentorships to bring back and forth Mm -hmm. and so we're looking for better outcomes because of what we're doing with the village builders
0: wow that's awesome and then also just the way that you've taken it to the next level we had some initial thoughts about it but you come in and you're talking about grow your home I was uh, out at the schools and I'm seeing individuals from our community, parents, yes. yes, young people, looking for initially job opportunities, but now they're having an impact. I had an opportunity to talk to some of them, just face to face, some of the parents said, wow, what a game changer. This opportunity, I knew I needed employment, but now I'm in education, I wanna make a difference and I wanna go on and continue my education and perhaps become a teacher. So I just tell you, I have to thank you for what you've done for this whole village building and just building confidence in our community uh, as you have. And I'll tell you, we only have a few minutes here left, but I want to also bring out at this time, what has it meant for you to come back and you see these young, talented administrators uh, here in central office? and What role will you play with them?
1: So that was part of the call for me, too. I looked at your administration, and I saw that this was an administration of diversity. There were so many black and brown individuals in leadership positions. And recall that I started working here in 1980 and things looked a whole lot different. There were many spaces (laughs) where I was the only person of color. And I desired to be able to work in an environment with people who looked like me, who thought like me, who could create those avenues for change in our schools. And I wanted to be a part of that change, because I see that happening with this group of dynamic young individuals who have such great ideas, but not just ideas, it's the execution of, Mm -hmm. and creating this relevance across the district for what it means to have diversity in our schools and in every space where we have students and families that they might be able to identify with those folks who are in front of them.
0: you heard it, Ms. Carolyn Stanford-Taylor. She's here today talking to us about where we are, where we're going and why she chose to come to our district. We're so pleased to have her. And I'm just gonna tell you this, as we're coming out of this pandemic and we still know that it's real, there are things that we're gonna to have to do differently. And right now we have to engage our families. You heard it directly from her in terms of our engagement We have to reach beyond our walls into our communities and bring our communities into our schools in a different way. This is gonna be key as we continue to try to transform our district into what we know it can be for all students. And all means all. We're going to finally lay it to rest, the Brown versus the Board of Education. And we're going to execute and do what we need to do in our district to, yes, to lead, to liberate. Thank you very much for listening in to us. You've been wonderful. You're listening to Lead to Liberate, a podcast by the Madison Metropolitan School District demonstrating how the more we know, the more we grow.